Hi there, Gary Turner, your host of the Value Through Vulnerability podcast here. Uh, really excited to share with you today the third in a series of repurposed conversations from a previous Have Courage online summit that I led earlier in 2019. Um, today I bring you David McLennan. David is a fantastic human being, someone I've got the pleasure of meeting over the last 12 months. And he's somebody that's really brought to life the term intentionality for me um, over the last 12 months. And I really love his work, how he helps organizations and emerging leaders connect their personal why to the why of their organization. And three of the key takeaways that I took from our conversation um, included get comfortable with being uncomfortable. He also speaks about um, investing in yourself, something I've done extensively over the last three years. And back to that point, he speaks about the power of intentionality. I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. Please do follow or connect with David. Um, you can find the full um, Have Courage ebook. It's completely free within the show notes of this conversation, um, as well as the uh, contact details for David. So enjoy the conversation. If it resonates, I'd love to hear from you. And until the next Have Courage conversation, uh, be well. Welcome to the Have Courage Summit. This is a summit dedicated to helping you get out of your own way and to help you unleash some of that potential that sits within you. Today, I'm really grateful to welcome David McLennan from Impact Leadership Consulting today. David has 30 years experience within the insurance and employee benefit sector, working as an agent consultant and also as a wellness compliance expert. I want to come back to that one, David. Um, also, David has been very successful as an entrepreneur, set up his own business in 2015, um, and also helped scale a startup business called Bravo Wellness, which he took from zero to zero to hero within five years where he actually received the first round of funding within just that short period so david welcome to the summit thank you gary it's uh just a, a, an honor and a, a pleasure to be here and, and talk with you again that's great well look thank you so much for joining us Obviously, i've given a bit of a brief introduction there to, to you david um what's going on for you right now what are you, what are you working on what are your focus of areas just out of interest in, in terms of impact leadership what, what are your areas of main focus so one of the areas of focus, um, well, there's two, two, two main areas, I would say. Um, number one is, is culture de development. And when I develop culture within an organization, I generally am working with the CEO and the senior leadership team, but I'm working with them to intentionally develop behaviors of success and not just a mission, vision, and values, which nothing wrong with mission, vision, and values, but it, it, it has to be um, the, the, the culture or the mission, vision, and values has to be acted out. And, and so we create behaviors that define the culture. So that's one aspect uh, that I'm focusing on right now. But the second thing is, is that in the work I do with my corporate clients, um, I'm really finding a great need for developing emerging leaders within an organization because what I found is that with uh, the clients I've worked with is that it, it essentially future proofs the organization. So uh, working with their culture as well as their emerging leaders, those two things combined are just a, a great winning combination to you know, increase, uh, increase revenue, increase market share, um, and really the health of the organization as a whole. That's great. And th thanks for sharing that. I think what's really interesting for me straight away actually is that that focus you have on intentionality. That's not a word we often hear about in the reactive sort of rearview mirror looking world that so often we're, we're living within. When did intentionality sort of show up for you personally as David as, as something that's important to focus on? 
You know, it's interesting. Um, it, it really started, the intentionality piece started probably back in about 2014. And it was really as a result of uh, starting that company, Bravo Wellness, because at the beginning of that journey, I was, I, I tell people, I was like a heat seeking missile. I mean, I would go from, you know, any opportunity that, that passed my, you know, that crossed my path, you know, and, um, you know, I was on airplanes, I would be flying to, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, I could be in Phoenix, I could be in Denver. Uh, I didn't, you know, it, it just, wherever the, uh, the opportunity was, that's where I was. And um, I really got tired of that. It really got tiring. I was missing things with my children. And um, so in 2014, I really began to invest in my own personal development. I joined the, the John Maxwell team. So I, I became part of the John Maxwell team as a speaker, uh, trainer, and a coach. And uh, at first, I really thought I wanted to be a speaker. You know, in my mind, I, I love speaking. But as I really got into coaching, I really have found that that is a, a, a true gift and a, I, I call it my superpower because I, I really enjoy giving space to people to be able to think and to think into their results. And so um, that, that moment back in 2014 was really a kind of a, a, a turning point for me to, um, to really focus in on intention, intentionality. That's, that's wonderful. And how, how, how does that show up for you with some of the sort of CEOs and senior leadership teams that you work with? Is this approach to being more intentional something that's quite new for some of them to some extent? It, it, you know, it really is because as you, as you mentioned, um, in, in the world we live in, you know, we have so many distractions and, you know, we have a tweet here or a, 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 an email here or a text message there and we have so many things coming at us, but it's, it's really be, having a mindset or becoming um, that person who can have a mindset where you're solely focused and you, you have an intention and nothing else matters. And so it's really, uh, and it's, it's really sometimes difficult for, for a lot of CEOs and, and senior leaders as well, uh, just because of the distractions that we face in this world. Just out of interest, obviously with this summit being around being more courageous, do you feel that some of the leaders you work with, it's almost being courageous to say it's okay to stop because there's almost a guilt. If, you, if you're seen to have space, does that mean you're not filling your time up enough for something? Oh, absolutely. I can think of two examples right now with two senior leaders that I've, I've worked with over the last year and a half. And um, one in particular uh, is going to be on my emerging leaders inner circle uh, call uh, next week. And it's interesting because this gentleman is nearing retirement age he actually has a, a date set for it and he's, uh, he's announced it to his senior team. He's grooming his senior team. But what's interesting is he told me actually right before for the holidays, um, he, you know, he said, David, he said, I, you know, I'm 62 years old and I'm continuing to learn and I'm continuing to understand what I don't know. And he said, I think for the first time in my life, I am, I'm sitting around in my office thinking and I, I, I've never had that space before. And so having um, that space to be intentional about, about thinking into their results um, is something I think that's new for a lot, of, a lot of leaders. Wow. And just out of interest, looking at how you know, you're quite entrepreneurial clearly by nature yourself, can you maybe give us some, the, the viewers some examples of maybe where you've been courageous? You know, to start up on your own takes courage in itself. But have there been particular points in your journey 
where you've really lent into your own into your own courage, David. If you don't mind sharing that. Sure. Um, you know, specifically in the entrepreneurial world, um, you know, I, I as you mentioned, you know, my my journey with uh, the company that I helped start, um, Bravo Wellness, um, we we just had a meteoric rise, and and we had um, a, a, a great product. Um, we had a right timing, and then. Um, we were growing so fast and we got to a point where we, we attracted, um, you know, private equity so that we could grow even further. But it was that moment when, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about leaving because I really had felt this draw to start my own company. And, um, you know, I, I left a, a six figure income job and, I have five children and uh, at that time I had at least one of them in college. And um, so it was, it was something where I had to muster some, some courage, but I, at the same time I knew it was um, the right thing. And it was the thing that I knew was the next right step. And so from a business perspective or an entrepreneurial perspective, that was one time that I can point to that really required a lot of, of courage. And just out of interest, what was it that for you that, what was it that feeling? What was that emotion? What, what drove you to that? To almost you had to do that as that being your next step? What was sort of showing up for you at the time? Well, I, I think that one of the things that, that, as I recall, working with the clients that I was working with, it was, I was in the, the, the wellness space. So we had a technology that addressed a, a way for employers here in the United States to, um, uh, to, to, to tie their employees' contribution to the healthcare plan, um, what they paid for their healthcare plan, um, to their biometric results. In other words, to their health. You know, basically, if I was a, you know, n- you know, un- under a certain uh, body mass index, if I if I was a non-smoker, if I had blood pressure in a healthy range, then I would get a discount. Um, so that technology that we had developed, and and actually the right timing in the the regulations within the, this country. Um, gave us uh, the ability to, um, to, to, to create these programs for these employers. Well, as I was working with these employers, I could see that they were only looking at one side of the equation. They were looking at the expense side of uh, the equation. You know, how can we lower our healthcare costs? Well, we need to, you know, look at our health of our people. And they really were missing this whole piece of developing their people and then also missing the piece of um, really giving their organization a culture of wellness. In other words, driving behaviors that would lead to a healthy organization, not only physically healthy, but emotionally healthy and um, healthy, you know, w- within the context of, of the relationships that, that are part of the, any organization. Okay, Wow. I have to say, over here we have a similar challenge over over the pond in the UK around the National Health Service and you know things like obesity. And I think what you've already been involved in, which is interesting, it sounds like you're a few years ahead, actually, of Europe, because I guess there's a fine line, isn't there, between sort of making something a law and then people feeling if you are slightly overweight, you're going to get penalised. Correct. Um, you know, it's fine. There's also an ethical argument to some of it. You know, there's a health and there's a wellness argument. There's also a how do you treat each human equally argument? Right. Like, that must be quite difficult to play with at times. 
It's, you know, and what's interesting is, is that so, so many times we found ourselves, um, sometimes people will say it's the leading edge. Well, you know, literally we were on the bleeding edge. I mean, because we found ourselves in some, you know, some, some battles that, um, you know, between emerging regulations, not only just emerging regulations, but the interpretation of those regulations. And so how do you create a, a commercial product or a program where some of those regulations were not clear. And so um, to your point, it, it is kind of a fine line and it's really sometimes difficult, you know, at the same time, if we don't, if we don't try something new, uh, we'll never know. And so we'll never know how it works. And, um, you know, to this day, that whole industry is an evolving uh, industry, uh, yet there's been some, some great success in it as well. No, it's great. It, it, it appeals to me personally because I can see it's almost like the black box in a car, where if you, if you monitor your driving, you get a you get a lower premium. So it does, yeah. If you're looking after yourself, why not get a benefit? <laughs> right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, like like that. So if, if we look a little bit more about the work you're doing with your your leaders and organisations, we've spoken a couple of times before, David, and I'm interested in how do you link intentionality to courage and to a cultural organisation? Can you? align those things is that part of your your work with your emerging leader program is to really make sure those things all all align to some extent uh, yes absolutely um when it comes to the culture work that i do the the only kind of a company that's going to be attracted to what i do is that company or that senior leadership that that knows that they're going to they're going to make their culture what they want it to be so that it doesn't just happen and it doesn't just happen by chance. And so aligning that intentional culture with intentional growth, you know, um, John Maxwell talks about the 15 laws of growth. And one of the, the very first laws is that law of intentionality. And that law of intentionality basically just states that growth doesn't just happen. You have to be intentional about it. So if I'm going to have an intentional culture, I need to have intentional people and if I have intentional people, then I'm going to have an organization that is going in a direction that we, we want it to go as a, as a leadership and as an organization. So it's really important to tie those things together. And so one of the things that, um, we, th that we're um, working on with the Emerging Leader Inner Circle is utilizing the, the power of the mastermind um, to be able to have... Um, multiple people on a call just like this all across the world, quite frankly. I think at this point we have uh, five different countries that will be represented on our first, on our first call. And uh, to be able to use that kind of a, uh, a, a, of a tool to be able to bring people together, help people learn, and to be, help people grow in, in and of themselves as well, just by observational learning, um, you know, there may be a, a, so one of the things that we'll do in the, in the mastermind is that we'll have somebody on the hot seat. We'll have somebody who has a, a challenge that will take them through some coaching. And it's so, so amazing how the power of the mastermind can really help an individual, even if you're not even the one being coached to come up with ideas that, are, are applicable to your life. I, I, I'm a part of three masterminds and uh, for, for various reasons. And, and it's amazing how somebody else can be on the hot seat, but I'm getting all of these ideas flowing because of what they're saying and the questions that are being asked. So 
you know, you're back to your original question about tying these things together from an a period from a point of intentionality. It's it's really those senior leaders who want to take their company um, in a in a certain direction using intentional culture, developing their people with intentionality, and bringing those things together. It's it's you know just it's such a winning combination. No, it sounds sounds really powerful. If you're looking at where people potentially do get in their own way in terms of their own development or maybe not achieving the success in their life they want to achieve. I've heard you speak a couple of times on this, this, this conversation around investing in yourself. Yes. How important do you feel that is for people to actually get out of their own way or maybe get out of the victim mindset that some, sometimes people feel, you know, why am I not getting that? Why am I not getting this? Maybe it's a lack of development or maybe it's a lack of investing in themselves. That's certainly something I see on occasion. How do you, What's your sort of thoughts around that? Uh, I, you know, Gary, I totally agree. Uh, I, you know, um, investing in oneself, I think, is one of the greatest investments that, that we can make. So your question about what gets in the way, I think one of the things that gets in the way is, is fear. Um, we, you know, I talk, I, I have a, a, a teaching that I talk about the comfort zone. And the comfort zone is, is, is comfortable. And, and we don't want to get out of you know, that comfort zone. It, you know, it, it, gets, it gets scary and we get afraid. And our, you know, our, our brain, that part of our, the amygdala, the part of our brain that's that, that fight or flight, you know, doesn't know what to do with a situation that's scary. And so we have to learn to be, um, you know, put ourselves in a position where we can you know, pull out of the status quo and get out of the comfort zone. And when we invest in ourselves, um, that's one of the best ways to do that. Because if I'm going to put down money that I value, you know, money is a store of value. If I, if I put something that is of value to me out and I, and I give something away, I'm investing in something. And so I think it's one of the most important things. I, when I joined the John Maxwell team, I, I invested money. I invested probably more money. Actually, it was more money than I invested ever in my entire life. But I can tell you now, I have people from around the world that are friends of mine. I have grown with them. I, it, you know, it was probably one of the greatest investments that I ever made in my life. It, it, it brought me to a place where I was um, training leaders in uh, South America, sharing the stage with John Maxwell himself. It, it was one of the highlights of my career thus, thus far just because I invested in myself. It was scary, it was really scary, but um, I've learned to get, just get myself out there and be comfortable being uncomfortable. And um, so it's, it's, that's, that's, I think, what gets in people's way. I think they, they see this, this scariness, and especially on a, you know, on, a, on, a, on a call where there's many, many people, they're afraid of putting themselves out there, but when they do, when they invest in themselves and they put themselves out there, that's when the benefits really, really start to flow in. And so I, I would just encourage people to, um, you know, get themselves out of the status quo. Status quo and, and that comfort zone is not a great place to be. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I you know it's, for, for me personally, the last two years, I've probably invested in myself more the last 24 months than I ever have done. And it's not an accident that my network is now 95% bigger, 95% outside of my market sector compared to two years ago, you know, it's, it is exponential. But, you've, but back to your point about inten intentionality, you've got to want to grow. And I think sometimes if anyone's watching us talk now, I would say to anyone listening to us, don't feel you have to grow, 
you know, if you don't want to grow, that's fine. But also don't complain if you don't get to the next level or you don't get what you want out of life. Don't be a victim. Just make a choice either way. Right. Right. I totally agree. Totally agree. And, and I think that at this time of the year, at the beginning of, a, of any year, we're always thinking about, you know, a, a fresh start, a new, you know, new things. But we always regress back into that comfort zone. Um, you know, the, the status quo is a lot like gravity. It's really tough to, to pull away away from it. It takes so much thrust for a rocket to get out of the atmosphere and pull away from gravity that um, we have to be very intentional about it. And so um, at this time of year, I would just encourage people that are watching this to, to have courage to, to make one change and, and, and be committed to it and, and, and see what happens. Just see what happens, but be committed to it. And, and that commitment is, is something that is going to take intentionality and it's going to take some discipline but uh the rewards are phenomenal and like gary you said i, I just think that um we have to be able to invest in ourselves and 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 take one step i love that Th thanks for the advice as well it's such a great message for anyone watching us now it's just we can, we can experiment with this as well you know it's not a big it's not a boom or bust is it where right you have to do everything or nothing you know bit by bit you know meet, and i think my big passion right now is actually meeting people that don't look like me so different yes. race, different background, different country, you know, Absolutely. Just reach out to people and say, look, can we have a chat for 10 minutes on LinkedIn or via Twitter? Just put yourself out there. It's been an amazing experience for me the last six months doing that. It's how yeah, you and you, I was just going to say, that's how you and I met. So I, uh, you know, I, I think it's fantastic. And I think what you're doing is amazing because you're putting yourself out there. And um, that, that is, that's, that's courage, my friend. That's courage. Well, I appreciate the feedback. <laughs> do, do you want to give a little bit more information about how could people potentially reach out to you? Uh, we're coming up to, to, to end of time now. What's the best way to reach you, David, if they want to find out more about the Emerging Leaders Inner Circle, you know, how to reach out to you generally? What are the best, what are the best mediums to get hold of you? Well, uh, I'm, I'm always on LinkedIn, so feel free to link, uh, you know, link in, connect with me. Uh, I'm happy to, to connect. I, I really enjoy meeting new people like you, Gary. I, I, uh, w one of the things I did this last year is I created a, a short little video, um, just thanks for connecting kind of a video, and basically said, hey, if you're open to it, let's jump on a, a short uh, Zoom call and, and do a 15-minute uh, get-to-know-each-other coffee. Uh, I like to do virtual coffees uh, for, with people all over the world. So uh, LinkedIn is a great place to, 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 to uh, ping me. Uh, you can also get me at uh, my email, david at davidmcglennon.com. That's probably the, uh, the second best way to, to get a hold of me. But uh, as far as the Emerging Leaders uh, Inner Circle, if, if you are, are new to your role, if you are uh, someone who is a, a leader that was maybe just recently promoted and you want to be able to be uh, around other leaders, other high achievers who are really learning to, to be a leader, um, feel free to reach out to me and I can send you a link. Um, the first call uh, is, I think it's going to be actually before this, this airs, but, uh, but just reach out to me because We'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get you into at least an initial call so that you can see if it's right for you. That is wonderful. Look, thank you so much for your time today, David. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Gary, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now.